Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. And welcome to another week and another journey into the extraterrestrial with us here at But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast hosted this week by myself, the smooth-talking, moonwalking moonwalker. And opposite me is the grey-bearded, Nessie-riding Lothario himself, Kevin the Grey. Nessie-riding Lothario? Does that mean that I'm Lothario-ing Nessie? (laughs) (laughs) What up, Nessie? Hey, hey, hey. I just kind of meant it as you would ride Nessie and try and chat up women while you're riding Nessie, but... Hold on, what do you mean try? A Lafario is successful, no? Nine times out of ten. I mean, you failed a few times. <laughs> You've paid me a compliment. I'm off... I'm on the back foot here. It feels unusual. I don't know what to do with myself. You haven't insulted me. I don't think. Nessie riding is a bit of a grey area, but... The way you took it would be an insult. But that's where your mind went. <laughs> <laughs> and now your mind will never leave. <laughs> what sort of noise do you think a Nessie makes? Is that the noise a Nessie, a that's Nessie that says makes? hello. Ah, I thought that was when you're riding it. That's where your mind went. <laughs> so I dropped a clue in the intro to where we're going today. Greybeard? Scott. Scotland? We're taking a ride up north to aye. Scotland. Aye, laddie. It's around 10pm on August 17th or 27th, depending on your source. <laughs> Excellent start. <laughs> it's 1992 and two friends, Gary. Oh, Gary. Gary. Gary, shit. Gary. Gary Wood and oh. Colin Wright were driving to Tarbrax along a quiet road near to Edinburgh. Aye. Tarbrax is a small village in East Lothian and also where their friend lived, who they were delivering to. They'd settled into their trip and had just driven past Harperig Reservoir when they were stopped and received a peculiar request. This request was from a small boy who said, All I need is about three for that. The goddamn night this month she came along and the goddamn man with me for that. Tree for that. You put a picture in of the South Park man. And the goddamn night this month. And a boy scout knocked on my door. I said, get out of here, Loch Ness Monster. You ain't getting no tree for that. So goddamn Loch Ness Monsters aside, what they noticed once passing the reservoir was the overhead was a large black object floating roughly 20 feet in the air. It was about 30 foot wide. Some of the sources differ in how many tiers this thing had. Some remark two, others three. Wait, some remark two and others three. Don't we only have two witnesses? The sources. But they... Classing them as the sources. Yeah, but they would have got their information from these two men. How hard could it be to keep on track? It had no lights and looked shiny and smooth. <laughs> you just you can... straight past that. 
they moving on. <laughs> they couldn't appear to see any windows either. Interesting. Not uncommon. Now, Gary was a mechanic by trade. But it was a shit one. <laughs> he was familiar with mechanical devices and also with a wide range of metal finishes. Gary can't finish. <laughs> that would be used on vehicles too. So Gary, cool as a motherfucking cucumber, loses his shit and floors it. Gary didn't lose his shit, he is shit. I had a question. Was um, about Gary? No, actually it wasn't. When you started, when, not a question so much as a statement, when you started referring to the large black object, I immediately thought it was a flying Nessie. You've put Nessie in my head and it's very hard to get out of my head. Now I'm expecting it to be Nessie and I'm sure that's probably not going to be the case. But what if it was? <coughs> How Nessie says, I want it to be me. I'm a grown up. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. No windows. We've had lots of sightings of things like Tic Tacs and cigar-shaped UFOs, which don't tend to have windows. And they're usually the more believable ones, whereas the ones, for example, where we have a copper who sees a bus coach <laughs> with loads of windows... With just a bus. Yeah, tends to be less believable. So Agreed. I'm saying Nessie. So it's Nessie. There's not really much to question at the moment. He's seen a large black object in the sky though i guess that doesn't necessarily mean it is black it could just be the outline against the sky, sky behind yeah. mm -hmm. did we say what time it was um, it's around 10 p.m wasn't yes. it on one of two days either the 17th or the 27th <laughs> so a summer's day a nice warm summer's <laughs> day i think on one of the sources it might have been a typo was that gary's account probably so when they floored it the <laughs> Sorry. The object shot down a bright white beam, which illuminated the road in front of them. Uh-oh. Gary assumed his best option was to continue to floor it. I bet he did. And come out the other side. But when they entered the beam, black. He blacks out. Shouldn't have entered that beam. Next thing he knows, he's awake and the car is veering all over the road. And his pants around his ankles. And he can hear Colin shouting at him to watch out. <laughs> Pull your pants back up, mate. We're finished. Hold on. Did I just go Australian? Yeah. Pull your pants back up, laddie. He manages to bring the car to a stop. Then they look at each other. What just happened? What just happened? <laughs> what was that little head movement before you said it? It was like a... I don't even know, lad. What just happened? <laughs> So he went into the light and he blacked out, mm -hmm. woke up, trousers around ankles, and Colin shouting. His ankles. Okay, I must have misheard you. Is that what you wanted to happen? For these two, yeah, they both seem a bit lonely. I hope they find companionship. What makes you say they're lonely? They're driving around together. Delivering something to a friend. Something heavy that takes two people to deliver. What day of the week was it? Whatever the 17th or 27th was. I'm going to guess it's a Saturday night. They're on a date. <laughs> Who cares what picture they see? So with the object gone, they wound down the windows and the cool night air was a huge relief. 
They sorted themselves out. <laughs> Did they now? See? <laughs> sorted each other out. And set off again to their mates. This is a romance. As they arrived... Go on, Gary. Gary parked outside, and as he went to undo his seatbelt, he found that it was already undone. Well, obviously. A little disconcerting, but he thought no more of it. They unloaded the items from the car and headed to the house. They knocked. Several minutes went by, but no answer. Knocked again, and then an upstairs window opened, with their friend who was expecting them not looking too happy to see them. I imagine a few expletives were uttered when he in- when he informed them that it was quarter to one in the morning. Lost time. Ding, 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 ding. Ding. Take a shot. Assuming that he was having them on. Fucking frog. (laughs) Assuming that he was having them on, they started to laugh until they looked at him again and he did not look like he was laughing. They had lost two hours. Garen and Colin got a bit carried away, sorting each other out, didn't they? Naughty boys. They were let into the house and then became agitated and began describing what they'd seen. I have a picture of it there. A black hole. Okay, this picture looks like two oval shapes, almost like two airships or blimps on top of each other, or Zeppelin if you prefer. So it's one object, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of shape with a beam coming out of the middle of it towards the bottom, typical of what you've probably seen in UFO popular culture, with a man being sucked into the beam. I'm guessing that was Colin. <laughs> yep, just like that. Pretty standard UFO fare, this one. Big, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 30 foot wide. I also noticed the picture gives it two tiers. Not three. Yeah, yeah, but you did say in some counts two, some three, mm-hmm. didn't you? I think. I did. Hmm. What did the friend make of this? We're about to find out. Me. <laughs> they begin. <laughs> What's that? Is there a cat in here? Oh. They were given paper to draw what they'd seen, but unfortunately, I couldn't find these sketches. Ah, shit. Three of them sat and talked for hours about what could have possibly happened. It was dawn when Gary and Colin left the house to head home, back to Gilmerton, and they decided it wouldn't be a good idea to head back the way they came. Lucky they have the choice, because not everyone gets that choice. Sometimes there's only one way to where you live. Mm-hmm. So are we going to find out what the friend thought later? Or was it just they sat there trying to draw it and couldn't? Just or you couldn't trying. find it, sorry. Couldn't find the pictures. So do we have the friend's name? Sorry, I can't remember if you said No, we don't. Is the friend... Uh, I'm guessing by that that the friend is not on record. Just these two are the only sources? Um, I think I mentioned that the friend gets um, investigated at some point. Okay. But I can't remember. Is, I might have just read it and not put it in. Is it possible no. that you didn't know what I'm going to say yet? Gary shit. No. No, actually. That's, that's not what I was going to say at all, actually. I was going to ask whether it is possible that Colin has slipped a little something in Gary's drink. 
maybe this isn't a, a romance for the ages. Maybe one of these guys is a a naughtier boy. Or maybe he wanted to go and do something that he shouldn't be doing and so he drugged his friend so that he wouldn't get caught doing it and now he's playing innocent and the other friend has dreamed that they've seen a ship. Yeah, I don't think that's happened. Well, how do you know? Have they written a book? I don't think that's happened. Okay. So the next day, Gary wasn't feeling too well. I bet. He felt completely worn out and just lacking any energy at all. Considering he'd been awake for nearly 24 hours, I'm not surprised. Unless this is the following day. Either way, it didn't get any better. Mm-hmm. Gary was also starting to have disturbing dreams and huge changes in his sleeping patterns. This started to cause him to have constant and severe headaches. Oh no. Gary decided he'd do something about it and he went and visited his doctor. Advised to have an MRI, he got one and it came back negative. Not settling, he underwent an additional precaution and had a spinal tap procedure. Did they turn it all the way up to 11? Nice. Thank you. Which is an invasive procedure used to remove cerebrospinal fluid. Ooh. He's... Ooh. What does he think has been done to him? I think he just wants to know what's going on. Yeah, but wouldn't you just try taking some paracetamol first? He's jumped in pretty deep, hasn't he? Happened. He's gone to his doctor and... Doctor's gone, uh, go get an MRI. I think the doctor would have prescribed uh, paracetamol or aspirin first. But he's gone, uh, skip that shit. And go surely the, the doctor should be the one recommending the spinal tap procedure. Wow. <laughs> he's gone out and decided he needs it himself. Crikey. Credible chap. Smart. Are you vouching for Gary? Neither Gary or Colin (laughs) reported the incident to the police or to the media. And you can understand why. The constant cross-examination and ridicule that would follow could potentially be huge. So they opted to inform Bufora, the British (laughs) UFO Research Association. Yes, we've come across these guys before. This then got Gary deep into the rabbit hole of ufology butthole of ufology and to try and understand what happened to him he's jumped in pretty eagerly and quickly there hasn't he without looking at other things first um i think you'll find he probably tried aspirin paracetamol (laughs) murafen is that in the sources then he's probably tried a little bit more hardcore stuff um might have tried morphine didn't work, MRI, spinal tap, then he's gone aliens. <laughs> I mean, logical progression tree. He, he's got MRI, <laughs> spinal tap, aliens, and he's probably fought aliens all along. I think you'll find he's taken the correct route to get to where he's at. Oh, will I indeed? So as he read more and more, he discovered strange phenomena investigations. Our company? And Malcolm... Robinson. Not our company. Malcolm would go on to conduct an extensive investigation and fully research the incident. And first up, he suggested 
Hypnotic Regression. Ding, 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 ding. That's two bingos. Gary and Colin weren't sure at first, but later came round to the idea. <laughs> Bollocks, weren't they? <laughs> with the sessions being conducted by a highly respected hypnotherapist, Helen Walters. So disappointed that it isn't Dr. Fart Sprinkle. Ooh. That I'd have been in at that point. I mean, I'm, I'm on the fence here. Yeah, they they thought about hypnosis, did they? Bollocks, did they? I reckon they had that in their head before they even thought of the MRI. Uh, so, I think you'll find... <laughs> Do you that now? what I've done <laughs> is they've gone paracetamol, aspirin, aspirin <laughs> neurofen, then some morphine. Ibuprofen. Maybe they took that too. MRI, spinal tap. Aliens. <laughs> Regressive therapy. They have taken the correct route to get to where they are. Okay. Okay. <sighs> so in the very first session, Gary burst into tears. And burst into the box and scored a fucking goal, did he? And that was the most exciting thing to happen. What? Bursting into tears isn't exciting. Is if you're watching. (laughs) (laughs) You sadistic bastard. Bursting into tears is horrible to witness. It's like watching a little kid fall over. It's funny. Oh, son. It's funny, but then you feel bad. Do you? Do you? Depends how much they hurt themselves. Exactly. The tears are horrid. You have no soul. Watching people fall over is funny, though. Uh, Little kids especially. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) You can't say maybe not while looking at me with a massive grin. (laughs) It's just all arms and legs. So when they fall, it's just like... All arms and legs. Barely any body to them. So it's just... Arms and legs. Yeah, and a giant head. So when they fall, it's hilarious. Jesus. Although uh, I was... I had a photo shoot not recently. Did you now? I did. Was it nude? No. Was it a glamour shot? No. Are you sure? Yep. If I was to go to a reputable online porn site, would I find it? Reputable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't expect you to be in any of that. Back alley stuff. Yeah, go to the re- reputable stuff. Go there. No, but anyway, um, it was to... StreetDragonCrace.com <laughs> It was for a clothing brand. But when I what went... for a clothing brand? Yeah. Can we say the brand? No. Is that because it's as the basics? No. Because I've not been paid to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only shout you out if I get paid. <laughs> All right, page three. Nah, but I don't know when they're releasing their stuff, so I'm not going to say anything just yet. Okay, is it a new label? Mm-hmm. If it is, could you actually fit in their clothes? It's the hoodie. That oh. For all of you that can't see it, it's a really nice pink hoodie. It's okay. Fuck off. <laughs> 
He's um, now <laughs> catwalking across the studio. <laughs> but anyway, too sexy for my <laughs> too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. I digress. I parked up to where I was meant to be. Did you right, said Fred? And I saw this guy on a bike stack it. Couldn't help but laugh. And then I thought, maybe I should go see if he's all right. Because he was on the floor for quite a while. <laughs> okay. And then I slowly got out of my car and went to check he was all right. He was fine. So I continued to laugh. <laughs> People falling hilarious. Did, then did you walk away like you were on the catwalk? The catwalk, yeah. <laughs> did you do a little turn on I'd the done catwalk? A typical um, gym pose. I'm with the back leg out. Too sexy for to my side. hoodie. <laughs> I was just like, feeling cute, might delete later. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've gone way off track. Uh, yeah, I can't remember any. Oh, yeah, tears. <laughs> so, yeah, tears. So, that was the most exciting thing to happen until they probed deeper and deeper Uh-oh. in other sessions. Uh oh. Both men recall sitting in the car and then it's stopping in the middle of the road before three small humanoid figures appeared either side of the car and opened the front doors. So there was that six total with those three either side? You're only supposed to open the bloody doors. <laughs> six total, three either yeah, side. cool. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't two one side, one the other. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty hard to fight against, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Colin recalls Gary being placed on a floating stretcher. Oh, Gary. Gary, however doesn't remember this. But he remembers Colin being placed on a stretcher. <laughs> Legs akimbo on the stretcher. <laughs> but does remember a searing pain in his gut. He explains it's like muscle cramp Ooh. but on another level. Oh. Picture, if you will, hamstring cramp and then multiply that by a thousand and I reckon we're not even close to what he felt. Oh my... Do you reckon he got a few fingers in his butthole real deep? Imagine it's so deep that it gives you tummy ache. Either that, or they flicked his balls so hard. (laughs) You were tummy ache. Like um, the chap on the Patreon episode who uh, had the incident with the horse. So hard. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. Ooh, yeah. Colin's memories have been described as like snapshots and sometimes bounce from one to another rather than being in any semblance of order. He remembers being on a ramp, being led by one of the humanoids onto the craft, which was illuminated by a dazzling bright white light. He remembers a room which was completely featureless except for one single unusual chair which was almost organic in nature. An organic chair? Uh, have you seen, in the Harry Potter film, um, one of the later ones, Dumbledore and Harry go to see Professor, is it Slughorn? And he's wizarded himself up as a chair. Did, did the alien do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then the chap has sat on the chair, but... <laughs> Explains how he got that stomachache. <laughs> Not a clue. Ding, ding. He was then stripped naked oh. and placed into the chair. Ah. <laughs> the whole time, he didn't resist. 
after being placed into the chair, he was examined, but not probed. Well, not probed. He was straight up shafted <laughs> by the professor. That That's pretty grim. It's... Right. <laughs> it's slightly more believable that he describes the memories as like snapshots. Mm-hmm. I've once um, been quite a while ago now, so I don't remember it too well. No, not that. Been on a dementia training course and they felt the best way to describe what it's like for someone with dementia is to imagine your life as a photo book and gradually photos on the pages start disappearing. And so you you can see the photo of this particular moment of your life, but then you can't see the others on the page to understand how you got there. Yeah. And yeah, if someone's been messed with by aliens and they've had their memories attempted to be wiped, that's worryingly a very nice description of it. I get what you mean. Yeah. I want to get away from these cramps, but my mind just keeps on going back there. How did they, did we find out how they got them or? Maybe. The, they keep on saying there wasn't a probe. I feel like there's going to be a probe, or you're, <laughs> or you're being delicate, and there has been a probe. Hashtag. Where did you get the gummy bears sticker? <laughs> <laughs> Moonwalker has gummy a thick. gummy bears sticker on his MacBook. No, I do. It's from my favourite fitness gummy clothing bear. brand. Okay, I now notice that the gummy bear is doing weights. Mm-hmm. On the catwalk in a sports bra, not a hoodie. Kind of fit, kind of fat. If you're listening, I would like some uh, XL t-shirts, anything. All your gear is really good. If you lift, go check them out. I don't give a shit that I'm not being paid. Their stuff is great. Kind of fit, kind of fat. Oh, I thought you were saying, if you are kind of fit, kind of fat. (laughs) I didn't realise that's the company's actual (laughs) name. No, that's the company's name. Uh, what happened to no ads, son? <laughs> like I just said, <laughs> I don't care. They're good. Plus, yeah. if they want to send some free shit my way. On um, that basis, if Tommy Hilfiger would like to send anything <laughs> my way or Tesla, then feel free to do so. Enjoy your kind of fit, kind of fat, Mr. Moonwalker. Let's continue. Audi, let's cut a deal. He means the shop. No, nope. <laughs> the car dealership. Um, do a podcast from a car. On the cab walk. On the catwalk. Yeah. He'll do a little turn <laughs> on the catwalk. <laughs> oh, I don't like the way you're seducing me with your eyes when you say that. <laughs> if anyone hasn't heard Right Said Fred, go on YouTube and look up their songs. Was it called I'm Too Sexy? I think so, yeah. yeah it'll come up if you look for it anyway. And just, that's, that's Moonwalker. I was about to say, that's the way Kev's are looking at me right now. It's not. Oh, the catwalk. <laughs> so the next memory was Ooh. of him being in a glass-like tube. Oh, no. Strapped in place by his feet. And outside the tube, he could see other humans in similar conditions. A clear-like fog filled the room, similar to smoke being pumped across the floor. Colin was being pumped across the floor. I'm sorry, continue. In the doorway was a tall humanoid figure. Uh-oh. And coming towards him was another three. When you say coming towards him... No. <laughs> continue. His container began to freeze up 
and he began to weep from his ass. As he did, he describes the tube clearing up again as if someone had pressed rewind on a film. Out from beneath him, a device began to rise from the floor. Uh Uh-oh. It was long and thin. Uh Uh-oh. Rod-like with a small triangular head. Oh, no. Two glowing red lights set into one side of it. About halfway up, the device was a peculiar appendage. The entire thing moved from side to side. Like a vibrator? Colin thinks that it may have been scanning him. Uh, Okay. So it's not going in him. Gary's next session was much better. He described something very similar to Colin, except instead of being placed in a chair, he was placed on a table. He wasn't held down, but he was physically incapable of moving. He noticed a black lens-like device in the middle of the room, and this device was twisting in on itself. Gary says it reminded him of a Mobius strip. It was making a noise as if displacing air, and the more he watched and listened, the more he thought that it was trying to stabilise itself. As he continued to watch, a long, thin, translucent arm came over his chest towards his head, then dropped on his chest near his shoulder. This particular memory caused him to jerk out of his trance and start convulsing. Oh, what on earth? A translucent arm. Was the arm belonging to one of these figures? I'm assuming so. Or was it a probe arm? And that's why he started convulsing, because he's remembering it going back slowly, deeply inside him. In another session, he describes seeing a pool of liquid. And from that pool, a tall, thin, frail-looking creature slowly began to emerge. But as it did, it looked like it was in pain. Like a skeleton covered in skin was his final description. With the ribs looking bruised... Skeletor? He witnessed that the creatures seemed to have an issue with gravity and the atmospheric pressure, and they kept falling over. He thought that maybe the pool of liquid or gel was a treating agent for the bruises from the constant falls. But what was weirder still was that amongst these creatures... He noted seeing a small man dressed in a neat black suit with a black tie watching what was going on. He was amongst them, but they seemed respectful of him. They've got a voyeur. Amongst the creatures, there was one that stood out. It had a heart-shaped head and tribal-like markings down its cheeks. And I have pictures for you there. Okay, this is fucking E.T. <laughs> that is literally <laughs> E.T. There's two alien figures. The one on the left is 100% E-freaking-T. There's no better description. It's, yeah, I, I can't do better than that. That is wrinkly-ass E.T. <laughs> Even got the same nipples as him. How do you know that's his nipples and not just where his armpits are? I can smell them. <laughs> Why has the other one got war paint? Maybe it's a warrior. 
It's a warrior ET. It'll fuck you up. I like how it's nearly the colour of the rainbow, but not quite. So he's not quite pride, but he's heading that direction, which is lovely to see in an extraterrestrial species. His neck looks like a ladder. Yeah, the other one Wrinkled. is also an ET, but slightly less wide, more elongated, very much paler rather than ET coloured, with f- almost like flags under his eyes. War paint. Yeah, flags. Mentally, Gary asked, why are you doing this? And in his mind, he got the reply, Sanctuary. Borderlands? Where's Claptrap? Catch a rat! <laughs> Explosions! <laughs> On the catwalk. You really need to stop seducing me with <laughs> Starting to get worried. Why is there an MIB watching... Well, why? What? I just don't understand why they'd be together. Maybe they've made a deal and he's like the government supervisor to make sure the aliens only do what they've agreed. This is a pretty outlandish one. I thought it was just going to be like our standard UFO sighting, but it's gone into all sorts of dirtiness from these two reliable witnesses. Honourable, trustworthy Gary and vulnerable Colin. I want to know what happened with that hand. During his telepathic connection with this entity, he got to see fragments of its existence. Allegedly truthfully, the creature found it amusing but could not stop it. It told him that though in many ways humans are more advanced than them, we have been capped and explains that their existence is like our own and that they also have concerns and needs. We used to be an adventurer like them, but then we took an arrow to the knee. Well played. Gary is convinced at one stage they were taken underground. He remembers seeing an enormous machine, but other than that, there is no detail. There is another memory one which involves another human. He recalls seeing a young woman sitting naked on the floor. Oh no. She wasn't facing him, but facing a wall. And next to her, one of the tall creatures. Gary kept his gaze on her. Oh no. Then she slowly turned her head towards him. Like the exorcist all the way round. Or, um... An owl? No, I don't let him feel... Wow. Ringu. No. The one where it crawls out the TV. The grudge. Fuck off. Wow. You got the film right. You got the description wrong. But yes, yeah. that's obviously. Ringu, where it goes. Shut up. Wow. <laughs> On the Her hair, A loose, shaggy perm. Right. Blonde highlights. She was sat in the tucked position hugging her knees and shivering. Oh, that's not good. It was visibly clear she'd been crying. Gary is confident that if he saw this woman again, he'd recognise her instantly. After their regression therapy, they both dealt with it differently. Colin rejected the event altogether and refuses to talk about it. Gary, however, probed deep. So deep, that he set up his own research group investigating the UFO phenomenon 
but unfortunately, I couldn't find the name of this group. They're called Gary's Bullshit. Rude. I don't want to make light of the part he about took, the lady. He took a long time to get there. <laughs> he probably started with the group and then he, worked his way backwards on coming up with a story to... from uh, aspirin or paracetamol to aspirin to morphine <laughs> to MRI, spinal tap. You forgot the ibuprofen. You mentioned... Yeah, I did. Aliens. And the neurofen. And you mentioned one before. You popped the other one in. I didn't pop anything anywhere. <laughs> oh, the catwalk. And then regression therapy to own research group. He has taken the correct steps to get to where he's at. Now, let me tell you something, brother. He is not. Why does Colin reject it so hard? Does he admit that it even happened? He refuses to talk about it. So the only witness we therefore have is Gary. He's saying that Colin was there, but Colin's like, not saying shit. He doesn't want to throw his mate under the bus, but also he doesn't want to <laughs> screw up his own reputation. Gnarly about the girl, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is made up, that's a really worrying thing. Well, in fact, not if it's made up. If it's come from hypnosis as some of our other cases have, where it's put the ideas in their head. That's, like, that's a pretty yeah. dark thing to have in your mind to come out. But then if, it, if, for example, you'd seen that in a film and it's just the film replaying, or not the whole film, but that scene of the film replaying in your head and that's what comes out. No, I'm saying it's Dirty Swine. So the BBC... This, did was, a, this was 1992, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What year did that Right Said Fred song come out? I have no idea. I'm... <laughs> I reckon it's about 91. Could have been 92. The BBC did a programme which had Gary take a polygraph test. On the catwalk. Supervised by none other than Bud Hopkins. Oh, shit. And Susan Greenwood. Do we know Greenwood? No. Greenwood asked him a series of questions regarding the incident which Gary passed. What is your name? This case (laughs) also came across the desk of the MOD. To which they did take an interest, but other than an interest, there is nothing more to add. Now, this is the part of the case where we turn to science and scepticism. You sceptical bastard. Were they bullshitting all along? <laughs> well, everyone that knew the men and was involved with regression therapy or subsequent interviews spoke of how sincere and trustworthy they were. Also, there was no financial reward, and other than Gary probing deep into the field afterwards, there is no evidence that I could find which suggests they frequented the circuit. Gary was also an ambulance technician, and there was no mention of him leaving his job. Were they on some form of hallucinogen and shared a joint moment? A joint, you mean? A theory out there is one of military abduction. Explain the man in black. Could they have been abducted by their own government or one working deep, deep undercover? Deep, deep undercover. Did they inadvertently stumble upon something? Well. Along these same lines, did they stumble into the area whilst some secret weapons testing was underway? 
and they were affected by an EMP blast or even a natural field. The area they were in is very close to the Pentland Hills, which has a natural geological fault and produces electromagnetic radiation. The source I got the info from suggests that if a tectonic plate is to flow or twist due to a micro tremor, a powerful discharge could be created. Also, the reservoir they were near, due to its ionizing properties, has stretches of water which could also be a factor in electromagnetic induced hallucinations. Whoa, that's a lot of words. Did they experience a discharge or are they bullshitters? Is essentially what we're asking. Discharge, bullshit. I can't. Or did they actually see aliens? Electromagnetic hallucination. That's an interesting concept. When you say source, where is that info coming from? Um, it's the website I was looking at. <laughs> okay. At least it's not... Gary. It's not Gary. The effects of electromagnetic fields can cause the following. Anxiety, fear, hallucinations, unconsciousness, the feelings of being watched and also touched and out-of-body experiences. Well. We say this almost every episode, I feel. Hypnotic regression therapy and polygraph tests are inadmissible and cannot be relied upon, especially when there is no talk of aliens until they meet someone that believes and kind of wants or needs it to be true, as that image or thought can be projected onto them before they go under. In this case, there were six months between the incident and the regression therapy. In that time, Gary done a lot of digging into the subject. Maybe if they were put under by someone who isn't in the field or had dealings in the field and these things came out, I'd probably be more inclined to believe it. So to summarise, we have Gary and Colin. Two friends on their way to another friend when they encounter a large black floating object. They try to speed past it, but are caught within a bright white light. They black out, then come around with the car veering out of control. They get it under control, collect their nerves and continue on. When they arrive at their friends, they find out they are missing two hours of time. They spend the night discussing what could have happened and when they leave, they head home via a different route. Gary does a lot of probing to try and find out what happened and learns about SPI and Malcolm. Malcolm investigates and suggests regression therapy. Under therapy, a lot comes out, from small humanoids taking them from the car, tall creatures experimenting on them, glass capsules, underground caves, telepathic mind links, another human crying, and a man dressed in black watching it all. Gary creates his own UFO research group, which I can't currently find, and Colin is very reluctant and refuses to acknowledge what happened and also refuses to talk about it. The MOD took an interest in the case, but that is it. What are your thoughts on this case, Loch Ness 
grey beard. <laughs> I kind of got swept up in it and forgot that it all came from regressive hypnotherapy. Basically, all we had was a, a sighting here, which could be quite believable by itself. But then they went and got hypnosis after the aspirin and paracetamol and whatnot. And it feels like at that point, all this extra information came out and it got crazy. He went reaching for it as well. He was clearly already a heavy believer. Very, very interesting some of the details that came out, but I don't think there's been much that's been unique to this case. It's all kind of in ufology prior to this case. Kind of like a mishmash of other things. Yeah, things we've kind of covered on other episodes and that's out there in popular culture. It's all been mishmashed into one. Interesting that he went for the E.T. look rather than the typical grey look. I mean, there's not a huge amount of difference, but there is a little difference. It's subtle, but Mm -hmm. not long after E.T. came out. out. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. On the catwalk. (laughs) On the catwalk, yeah. So, yeah, he reached a little bit too hard for me. I'm not saying that it was aliens for that reason. Had he have left it... Oh, no, sorry, one more thing. Had the other witnesses have been more involved, so had we have heard from Colin or the friend a little bit more and they were all in support, then it would have been a lot more believable. The fact they don't want anything to do with it is slightly suspicious to me. On the catwalk. I agree. Um, Colin's out and Gary's just gone. I'm just going to start a new business here, investigating UFOs, everything like that. And like you said, it's too much. I feel everything that was described that happened under regressive therapy is stuff that was in films around that time, like the E.T. looking aliens, humans being kept in glass tubes, stuff like that. Um, That's the kind of things you would have seen in films around that time Mm -hmm. that had aliens and stuff in. Um, when did Mars Attacks come out? Oh, that was about 96, 96, 97. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a film that had tall aliens in. Well, there are probably loads, but... Yeah. I think it's just a mishmash of alien films concocted into a story. But then it's also... I think it's more bullshit than anything. I also think it's a possibility that they there was that electromagnetic um, yeah, that, charge. that was interesting. And they just suffered the effects of it. So they suffered the effects, then didn't know what happened, then got everything else, and that's when the alien story came out. Mm. So, yeah. This is not aliens for me. Electromagnetic charge and possible bullshit. Electromagnetic bullshit. EMB. So, thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You can find us on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. We're on Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. You can also find us on Twitter at But It Was Aliens and Patreon, where you'll have the option of bonus episodes and also an exclusive T-shirt. As always, I've been Moonwalker. And he has been Greybeard. Remember, the truth is up there. And it will be about tree fitting. Goddamn not they marked up. Hash tag pro Goddamn not they marked up.
Give my goddamn tree, Freddy. And I said, no, Lord, that's much I ain't giving you no free Freddy. 